When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and join us in the chat room at guntalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. There's more to life than just guns. There's ammo and reloading equipment and hunting gear and trucks and ATVs and barbecue. You're listening to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, brought to you by the Outdoor Channel. Hey, I'm really glad that you could be with us today. We're having some fun. We're talking about, well, shooting sports, a little bit about hunting, a little bit about self-defense with guns, talking about various guns, and we'll talk about... Pretty much anything you want to talk about, all you have to do is call us. We do ask that you keep it about, uh, well, safety and responsibility. We're not going to talk about doing stupid things. Uh, we try to avoid that. Uh, our number here is 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. I'm the host, and, well, we're just going to have some fun chatting. I'll be heading out of here um, going over to Namibia, that is adjacent to South Africa, uh, in a few days, taking, obviously, a couple of firearms. Not looking forward to the fun of flying commercially with firearms. And it's not that big a deal when it goes right, but occasionally it goes wrong, dealing with TSA. Anybody have any stories about <laughs> traveling with guns? How's it working for you these days in the uh, post-9-11 world? Let's see here. Line 4, Ron's been with us out of New York for a while. Thanks for the patience, Ron. Glad that you could join us. How are you? Great. Got a quick question for you. I've heard a lot about Duracoat. Ah. What's your take on it? Well, it is pretty cool stuff. Duracoat is a, well, paint, if you will. It's a coating. It's coating for guns. Um, Do you have an idea of what color, what gun are we talking about and what color, what do you plan on doing? Well, I got two guns I was contemplating painting was uh, an old Glock. Mm -hmm. And the other is uh, an AR-15 that I had. My uh, Bravo Arms company, the finish is uh, not too good on it. Right. So I, I have an ultrasonic cleaner, too. I, I guess maybe it does such a good job of cleaning. Ah. So. What color are you going to you're gonna go with uh, that pink? Well, they've got a, got a nice pink finish that you could put on that AR, but look really good. I was thinking more about, like, the electric or the lime green. <laughs> you've you know, been on, you've been on like the that. website. Yeah, you've been on the website, haven't you? Yeah, some of the colors are beautiful. They're stunning. Uh, we're talking about the, the website for those who'd like to catch up. It's Lauer, L-A-U-E-R, Weaponry, LauerWeaponry.com. And, yeah, I was just over there looking. They've got this, like, electric yellow and the lime green. And I'm thinking, now that would be fun. That, now, that would just be a hoot and a half, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And I, I'd probably last the... Uh Probably last longer on my car if I use some of those. Well, <laughs> well the, the word I get is that they work real well. I've not used them. I was talking with uh, Frank and Pete Brownell. You know, Brownell sells uh, Duracoat. It's one of the outfits that does. And they uh, talking to their gunsmiths, and they're pretty high on it. They think the stuff works real well. It comes in two different versions, one you bake on and one you don't have to. And I, I couldn't quite get a feel as to which one, if any, is, like, uh, stronger or more durable. 
I'm just not sure. But I would say all the reports I'm getting so far are that this stuff works. If you follow the directions, it's a pretty cool way to refinish a gun. Now, is it really is chemical? I'm looking more along the lines of if it's really chemical resistant as they're touting. I don't know. But you know, no, if it's but, scratch proof, because I'm sure you've seen the HK finishes. Those things are just a, you, you really have to work at removing that. Right. I mean, is this along the same lines, you know? Don't or, know. Ma- you tell know. you what, let's do this. Maybe if somebody has used Duracoat and can give us a little bit more information on it, we'll put the call out. We're early in the hour, and maybe you can get an answer back if you can keep listening. How would that work for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, we'll do that. If somebody right. has used yeah. Duracoat, give us a holler and let us know, and we'll get some information on it. Hey, Ron, I appreciate it. Um Line five, let's pick up Jeff in Oklahoma City. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, we've been talking about using your weapon and when you can and can't draw it in different situations. Mm -hmm. Living here in Oklahoma, I do have a concealed carry license, and we are prohibited from pulling that unless we're going to defend ourselves or our immediate family. We're not authorized to defend anybody other than that. Well, as I say, we're not police officers. We're not there to enforce the law. Exactly. Um, Now, having said that, and this is where it gets interesting, people say, well, what if? And that's, you know, you go through the what ifs. What if you see a little old lady getting, you know, stomped on the sidewalk? Well, you know, here we are, and I'm probably going to go see what I can do to help. Um, well, exactly, and and you know the thing is, in a situation like that, I've already made my mind up. If I can draw that person off, if somebody is being threatened, obviously for their life or seriously uh, or serious bodily injury, if I can draw that person off them and they're going to turn on me, then I'm justifiable in pulling my weapon. Yeah, except, you know, then they say, well, you, but you escalate. You know how it goes. Now, I guess the question right. is, exactly. and, and the hope is, I hope that if I, well, first of all, I hope I never have to do something like that. Then if I do, I hope that I can find at least one person out of 12 who agrees with me because that's where we're going to be. We're going to be talking to 12 people in a courtroom at some point. Exactly. Here in Oklahoma, I'm sure the district attorneys, wherever you're going to be at, are probably not going to, uh, you know, have that big of a problem with that if uh, if you, you, you would hope somebody's life, you know. You, so. you, you would hope. But, yeah, you're right. In most uh, places when you have your carry permit, you are absolutely prohibited from doing that. And then, again, that's why I say I, I need, I'd like for people to, to think about it. This is the kind of thing you need to think about in your big easy chair. Uh, you need to do some real research, talk to people who really know what they're talking about, and, like I said, grab some books, look at some of the DVDs, instructional DVDs, learn something about this issue, and don't go on the blather and in, insane stuff you hear at shooting ranges. There is more misinformation at shooting ranges than possibly in the rest of the universe. It's unbelievable. Hey, Jeff, oh, I, thanks. Agree. I appreciate the call, sir. That's, uh, yeah, what what. Are, each of us has to figure out what we're going to do. I don't know what it is that I would do, but I kind of have an idea. I have my guidelines figured out, and maybe that's the best you can do is have your guidelines. Uh, line three, Jim's with us out of Oregon. Hello, Jim. You're on Gun Talk. Hello, John. Uh, just a little quick thing that happened to me a bunch of years ago. Um, when you, we were, you were talking about, uh, you know, how do you make the decision on what you're going to do or when right. you're going to do it. Right, right. Okay, I uh, I was walking down the street middle of the evening, well night actually. <laughs> um, I saw a couple of guys beating up on this guy. I mean, they were really pounding him in the sidewalk, and 
Yeah. So, me being a former Marine, and I thought I was pretty bad when I was a lot younger, and I stepped in the middle of it. Uh-huh. Well, ended up, uh, ended up, I was the one that got my tail in in the ream. I ended up in the hospital with a badly messed up left knee. Uh-huh. And, you know, had I, had it been today, I don't know, I might, I might not. But then again, I don't know, I may have still stepped in. Yeah, but you make an excellent point, and that's one of the things I keep trying to tell people is, look, you need to understand that just because you are in the right doesn't mean that you don't get hurt. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, you know, my knee is 30 years later still messed up. Yep. It's not going to change that a bit. Well, and, so, you, and, and you're lucky you know, neither of them pulled out a knife and, and you know, sliced you into fillet right there. That's it. So I mean, you don't know, and, and bad guys, one of the problems, listen, I appreciate the call. One of the problems is that we who are not bad guys, and if you're not in law enforcement, you probably don't really have an appreciation for how nasty the bad guys are. You don't have an appreciation for how quickly and how seriously they can hurt you. If you have a chance to talk to a law enforcement officer or a cop, talk to him or her, somebody who's been on the job for a while, and you'll get your eyes opened. Uh, buy them a beer sometime and say, look, talk to me about this stuff. Um, it's an education. And, you know, what I'm hoping is that we're, we have a chance to maybe help you out before you get into that kind of a thing because, trust me, it's not someplace you want to go. 866-TALK-GUNS. Spray painting guns. That's a whole bunch of fun. If you have any experience with uh, the Duracoat, give us a holler. Uh, I'd like to find out a little bit more about that myself. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and this is Gun Talk. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. When you're tired of compromises, when you want the best, when you demand performance that's worth the price, grab a Benelli. Serious shooters agree, the most durable, the most reliable auto-loading shotgun is Benelli. Benelli uses the kinetic energy of the shot shell for safe, clean, and reliable functioning. The rotating bolt head locks up for strength and safety. The Benelli Black Eagle sets the standard for reliability in auto-loaders. Competition shooters and hunters around the world rave about the Black Eagle's quick handling. The incredible Super Black Eagle was the first auto-loading shotgun to handle the massive 3.5-inch Magnum 12-gauge shot shell. But it can digest 3-inch Magnum and even standard loads without so much as a hiccup. The Super Black Eagle remains a standard for waterfowlers, the folks who use their shotguns in the toughest of conditions. Also check out the superb handling Super 90 or the fast and lightweight Montefeltro 20-gauge. No matter which Benelli you choose, you're getting the best. Benelli, performance worth the price. You know, a friend of mine once told me he thought target shooting sounded kind of boring. Try knocking down targets and reloading when you're flying full tilt through a field course. Now that's a total rush. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. 
Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Taurus Millennium Pistols feature lightweight, ease of use, and reliability. Now add raw 45 caliber power to that with the incredible PT-145, a subcompact auto with a full 10-round magazine. The PT-145 has a manual safety, the Taurus security system, and a great price. Only 23 ounces. The polymer frame, double action, only PT-145 is the best value in a compact 45. And you can get it with night sights. Check out the PT-145 at TAURUSUSA.com. Hey, welcome back. 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's go to line four. Brant's with us out of Wyoming. Hello, Brant. Hey, how you doing? Great. I would like to sing the praises of Taurus. Really? What happened? Um, I bought a, a, an old 38 special at a shop for 105 bucks. A Taurus? A Taurus. And okay. I had planned on just throwing it in the Ford, loading it with snake shot, and getting rid of some pesky rattlesnakes. Okay. And it turns out that as I was shooting it double action, it would bind in two of the cylinder spots. Mm. So I sent it back to Taurus, and it uh, it turns out that they didn't even make it. They were just the importers. That's why it was stamped Taurus Brazil. Ah. They didn't even make it, and so therefore they didn't even have any part support for it. But in order to, let me ask you, what, back to me. what was your uh, expectation when uh, you sent it to them? I mean, you didn't expect them to like cover it under warranty or something, did you? Uh, well, I, I wanted it fixed. I mean, yeah. it, it didn't matter whether it was under warranty okay. or not. Okay. I just wanted it fixed. Um, and because they didn't have any parts support for it, they, um, I said, well, go ahead and send it back to me, and I'll, I'll tinker with it and try and get it going. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead, they sent me a brand new in the box. 38 special. Oh, I don't. I think it was a model 82. You're kidding. They sent me so for 105 bucks. I ended up with a brand new Taurus. Now that's interesting. Um, did they give you any explanation of why they chose to go that way? Um, no, actually, when they asked me, you know, when I when I called them and asked them to follow up about on the the repair on my original one, right? They um. They told me that they didn't have part support for it and this and that. And I said, all right, well, just send it back to me. Right. And they said, well, we'll have to get a letter drawn up saying that it's unsafe to fire. And I said, well, that's fine. Oh, okay. And so about a week or so went by, and I, I called them back, and I was like, you know, I thought maybe there was um, some lawyer got in the middle of it. Said, <laughs> no, yeah. we have to have him sign it before we can send it back. Right. Saying that it's unsafe to fire. So I called them, and they said, well, we're, we're just going ahead and, and replace it. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, well, gee, you know, you can't beat that deal with a stick. <laughs> so they well, that's replaced great. Now, have you had a chance to shoot the new uh, revolver? I haven't. I haven't. I was. Um, I think I might take a chance to do it tomorrow. There you go. Well, well, I appreciate you letting us know. I, you know, we get these kind of comments about almost all the gun makers, uh, the folks at Taurus. I think, frankly, are doing a, a lot better now. I think they're almost a different company than they were, say, 15, 20 years ago. Well, I, I'll tell you that the quality and the workmanship from the one that I bought for 100 bucks and this one is night and day. Well, that, that's my point. Is that I, I mean, they, uh, um, I, people, people I, who say, yeah, I had a Taurus back 20 years ago, and I say, you know, it's not the same. It just yeah. they're, they're turning out real quality work now. I'm, well, I'm very impressed with the workmanship. Well, go go out and uh, find you a snake out there, Brent. <laughs> Listen, thanks for the call. Line five, Greg's with us, Anchorage, Alaska. Hey, Greg, you're on Gun Talk. Hey, hey. Yeah, I just had a point to make about the what you're really talking about here with the 
robbing a convenience store, and that is the defense of others. Yes. And it's generally the same rules that you have to – the third party has to be facing an imminent and unlawful threat of deadly force. Mm-hmm. But the devil's in the details because you don't really know yeah. what's going on up there. I mean, I, the one time I was in a store that where there was a robbery, I didn't even know it had taken place. It was so fast and so quiet. Yep, yep. that's usually the way it goes down. And, you know, my test is am I so sure that, some, that the third party's in imminent deadly peril that I'd be willing to walk up behind the guy with the gun and shoot him in the back of the head. Well, and here's I'm the not, deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, not going to touch it. And here's the other question. And here's one that'll throw people. Okay, you're in the back of the store. You see, you know, the, the scuzzy-looking guy in the front pulls a gun out and pointed at the clerk. How do you know the scuzzy-looking guy with a gun isn't a narcotics agent? Exactly. Yeah. And he that's, is making an arrest. Yeah, that's you don't, uh, you a don't lot of know. uncertainty here, and you know it's. To me, uh, you know, the, the business of trying to intervene and saying, hey, what's going on and drawing your gun is potentially the most dangerous of all. You, you know, you, what was the old line that uh, Clint Smith says? People say, well, what gun would you take if you had to go to a gunfight? He says, I wouldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> Real simple. Don't, you know, if, if you're issued an invitation to a gunfight, you might just want to decline. Right. All right. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate the call. Uh, Chuck, line three, Shreveport. Hey, Chuck, you're up. Thank you. Uh, what I wanted to know is, are there still people out that will engrave an aftermarket gun, a, a firearm that I already own, that I would like to get engraved, either hand engraved or laser engraved? I'm going to hang up and listen to your reply on the radio because I'm losing cell coverage. Okay, yeah, I can hear you. You're about to chuck out there. All right, go ahead hang up, and I'll give Chuck a chance to turn the radio back up. The answer is yes. There are people who will do engraving. Some of them work for companies, depends on what kind of gun you have, but you may be able to send it to somebody like Kimber, who has engravers or Browning. Uh, you may do a little poking around. What you might want to do is grab you the latest copy of Gun Digest. That's the big book that comes out annually. In the back of that book is the most amazing compilation of data and sources and contacts and if I remember right, they have engravers back there in the back of Gun Digest. Take a look at that, and then you find the one that works on the kind of firearm that you're talking about, whether it's you know, handgun, rifle, shotgun, and make a few calls and start the process. All right, line four, Jerry's in Nevada. Hello, Jerry, you're up. Hey, Tom, how are you? I know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you, you doing? doing? I'm good. You're good. Hey, um, just a couple of quick questions, uh, getting ready for hunting season here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I bought a couple of featherweight classics, Winchester 70 featherweight Ooh, classics, about nice. three or four years ago, uh, at within a month or two of one another, mm-hmm. brand new. I've never liked the triggers on them. And uh, I went out uh, just recently, and I sat down, and I measured the trigger pull on every one of my guns. Uh-oh. And, boy, the, the discrepancy is pretty <laughs> amazing. On one of them was eight and a half pounds, oh, gosh. and on the other one was about six and a half. Yeah. I heard you talking about uh, investing in a trigger is a, is a real good thing to do. Yeah. I found a pretty good gunsmith here locally in Carson City, mm-hmm. and he said he could, they're kind of, uh, I, I, I forget exactly what he said it had in them, but he would take them apart and he could adjust them. Yep. Uh, Those are actually adjustable. Yeah, I wouldn't attempt it. I'll take. I'll let no, you do it. No, no, yeah. Let like about do four it. pounds. Is that about what? Four pounds is fine. Uh, three and a half to four. The weight is 
while important, it's not as important as having a reliable, smooth trigger pull that has no creep. It doesn't, you know, when you're pulling it very, very slowly, it's not creeping, jerking, catching. And that's where polishing comes in. And that's where you got to have a gunsmith who really knows what he's doing, he or she. Uh, they, they polish the sear. And they use, basically, it is a, an Arkansas stone like you use for sharpening an, a knife on. But it's very, very small, and they're very thin. And they essentially polish it up so that all the burrs are off of the metal. And then you, they may, and this is something to keep in mind, may, like with the end of a toothpick, put just a touch of molly grease, molybdenum disulfide grease on there. And it can slick it up. And a three-and-a-half to four-pound trigger pull that is crisp and smooth and reliable and repeatable can feel wonderful. And I will tell you this, it's worth the money. I guess Now, here's the question is, would you rather have that done by your local gunsmith or would you rather buy an aftermarket trigger? Well, that's what I want you to answer. Oh, and, and if so, uh, if I decide to go that route, I think you – did you suggest – Timney, is that it? Or? Timney makes good triggers. Uh, Arnold Jewell uh, down in Texas makes great triggers. I'm not sure if he has a dual trigger for the Model 70. I'd have to go look at his website. But it's Arnold Jewell, J-E-W-E-L. But I would go with, if, here's the deal. Ask the gunsmith if he has a couple of rifles there that he's done trigger jobs on. Mm-hmm. Try them. Try fire them. See what you think. If, if they, they're really nice and you like them, you say, great. Here's my two rifles. I want them just like those. Yep. And, you know, and, and if there are some people out there who can do magic with triggers, and if this is a gunsmith who knows how to do it, there's no point in buying, you know, a $200 trigger, which is what a Timmy's going to run you, or you know, even a $70. I mean, not a, a Jewel's going to run you 200 A Timmy might run you 50 to 80 Yeah, I think uh, about 79 to 89 Yeah, yeah. So, but if you can get a job, a good trigger job done for 40 or 50, which is probably a reasonable figure, I would do that because I like the uh, the Model 70 trigger mechanism. I think it works real well, and it can be slicked up. I, it, it's worth doing. That's the main thing. I guess if we get nothing else out of this, Jerry, get it done. You will love your rifle. And, you know, you just can't shoot a, tri- a rifle that's got a bad trigger. I'm I'll a- let you know what the results are of it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. 866-TALK-GUNS is the magic number, because that's how you get on Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS. Tell you what, we're going to kick the doors open. If you got something to talk about, this is the place. Be right back with more Gun Talk. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. Tom Gresham here, 866-TALK-GUN. During the break, I was uh, doing a little reading up on triggers. Looked at uh, Jim Carmichael's Book of the Rifle. Really a, a wonderful book if you are into rifles, if you, you know, I mean, we're talking into the really cool esoteric stuff. Carmichael, good rifle shooter, really knows his rifles. Um, he was talking about the Model 70. That's a that's a good trigger. Jerry, you're going you're gonna to like that trigger once you get it tuned up. Let's go to the phones. Line three, Marty's with us out of Oregon. Hello, Marty. Hello, Marty. I'll tell you what, put Marty back on hold. The guy called in. Uh Uh-huh, go ahead. It's a 1927 uh, Argentine, and it was uh, manufactured in Argentina under Colt license. And the markings on it are Direction General de Fabriconés Militaires. That's the planet where it was made at. Okay. 
And uh, that crest on there is an Argentine crest, and it's not a Christmas tree. It's a shepherd's staff with a cap on it. Ah. And they're excellent shooters. There was about 100,000 of them made, and he should go out and shoot it and have fun with it. No no, no reason to keep that as a collector, is there? No, they're, uh, they're actually a high-end colt. They're a very good gun, uh-huh. and uh, he should just have fun with it and enjoy it. Well, I had one. I, I was very happy with it. Excellent. Well, you know, I knew that somebody out there would know, and I didn't know it was going to be you, but thank you, Marty. I appreciate you filling us in on that deal. Okay, you're welcome. All right, take care. Line five, Gary's out of Columbus, Ohio. Gary, you're up. Hey, how are you today? Good. I just want to make a comment on gun finishes. Mm -hmm. I personally have not used a Duracoat, but I've refinished a lot of weapons with what is called a Lumahide. Yeah. I want to make it, you know, for the fellow there on his AR and his Glock. It's also available from Brown Elves. Very economical. Is it good stuff? Very easy to use. Uh, How is it? I'm sorry. Is it a good product? Yes, it's a very, very good product. Very durable. Uh, Gun cleaning solvents don't affect it. It's very easy to use. You don't need to bake it. Um, very, And it's real simple. Like I say, it's pretty cheap. You get a can out of Brown Elf, about $16 to your door. What do you have to do to apply it? What do you do? Well, obviously, prep is uh, is a good, you know, is, is a starting point. I blast my, my weapons, although I do know friends of mine that have used a Scotch-Brite pad. Mm-hmm. Scuff up the existing finish and spray right over top of it. Just, just hose it down. It's a spray can. Yes, sir. And huh. uh, it suggests that you let it sit for about two weeks to air dry. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I'll, you know, I get, I get in a hurry. I let it dry for about a week. Uh-huh. I assemble the weapons. Uh, of course, I apply oil then to get oil back into the weapon. And the beauty part of it is, Tom, uh-huh. if a guy's out in the woods and puts a little scratch on his barrel, he can take it to the house, take out his can of alumahide, uh-huh. spray it. Set it back in the corner, let it sit a week, and you're good to go. Sure. Oh, man. So they, you, you can go up and beat up, beat up your gun, and then you come back and retreat it, and now you've got a fresh, nice-looking gun. Absolutely. They don't have all the colors Duracoat has, but they have the olive drab greens, the desert tans, and a few shades. Uh-huh. They have the new Coyote Brown out now, and an HK-type gloss black finish, a matte silver, a flat black. It's it's really great stuff. Okay. It's very durable and it's cheap and it's easy to use. What do you, what do you think of having something like a bright yellow AR-15? Um, not my cup of tea. <laughs> but uh, long before Glock started doing their frames in olive drab and, and brown, I I refinished the slide on my Glock 21 in a desert pan. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. You know, and the thing is, this stuff is all supposed to be fun. Exactly. You know, and and if, look, if having a pink gun or a green gun or a yellow gun, you know, winds your clock, by golly, just hose it down and do it. And and why not polka dots? You know, know, I was thinking take it to the Harley shop and have them do the whole spray paint deal, the uh, airbrush. Well, why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm there. I think it's a cool idea. All right. Let's appreciate the uh, the report on the Luma High Gear. That's, That's good information. Line four, Michael, Tyler, Texas. Pound, hey, how are you doing? Pound Field in Tyler, Texas. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, you had a caller about three calls back mentioning if he would use a gun in, let's say, the scene of a crime where you happen to be. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a real, I mean, there's so many scenarios that you can paint. It's impossible to actually make the call. Yeah. But at the same time, my personal view, and I want people to know that, you know, there's people out there who think like this, is that, 
it, the gun is like the last of the last resorts. Yeah. And personally, uh, my intention with it is only for yourself or your loved ones immediately because the, uh, the legal problems that are going to come after that, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just, for me, it's just too much of a risk unless it's something extremely precious to yourself. Well, we know what happened in your town right there, don't we? Exactly, exactly. We had exactly. A, good, a good man, a good firearms instructor, yeah, a, a yeah. good guy who there was a shooting taking place on the courthouse uh, steps out there on the lawn. This guy was, I mean, he was shooting people. He was killing people. Yeah, yeah. And a good guy runs down there with his gun and shoots the bad guy several times, unaware that the bad guy's wearing body armor. The bad guy turns around and killed him. Oh, yeah. The Just thing killed is, though, him. What people don't understand, I don't want them to think that I'm cold. No, no. In no means, I, I would spend any way I could. But at the same time, you have, you know, we have law enforcement uh, and whatnot. I'm not paid to do that. I don't even want to take that risk. I don't think I could be paid to wear a badge and a gun. <laughs> but at the same time, you really, really have to make all those thoughts and decisions way before it happens. That's it. And you got to get the information, and you don't depend upon, as I say, the uh, the blowhard at the stall next to you at the shooting range. This is not where you go for this kind of information. All aspects of gun. Even when you come to learn guns, you have to. There's so many opinions about calibers and what to do, what not to do. What you should know. You have to do it yourself. You your, your collection of guns is as is, 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 uh, unique as your thumbprint, you know. So. All right. Listen, I appreciate it, Michael. It's, uh, you know, you're taking minds about the same on this deal. I don't. People say, I don't know what I would do, but I'm sure going to have thought through it very seriously before I get to that situation. We're open lines. 866-TALK-GUNS is our number. Have you traveled with a gun on an airliner in the last year or so? Love to get your take of how it went for you. 866-TALK-GUNS. Be right back. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey, shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time, the Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rimfire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has the classic corncob forend, great wood-to-metal fit, and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871. World champion marksman Doug Koenig shoots his firearms 100,000 times every year. Doug has never had a firearm accident. And thanks to Project Child Safe, Doug's firearms are safe around his children, too. Project Child Safe provides free gun locks for your community. Firearm safety is no accident. Project Child Safe is brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the National Shooting Sports Foundation. For more information, visit our website, projectchildsafe.org. 
You know, I've always liked aperture or peep sights on my rifles. Long ago, I'd remove the insert from the peep on my lever action, throw it away, and use the big hole for super fast shooting. Now, the folks at XS Sights make ghost ring sights that are even better than the ones I used. They're lightning fast, accurate, and they let you keep the trim lines of your lever action hunting rifle. I'm a believer. Now, if you hunt with a scope or use a bolt action, XS Sights has a ghost ring backup sight for you, too. If your scope gets damaged, just pop it off and put on XS Sights Ghost Ring Backup. It takes only a minute, and you're still hunting with an exceptional sight. You put a lot into each hunt, and it's only smart to have a backup for that all-important sighting system. The Ghost Ring Backup works on most scope mounts, and it can save your hunt. Check it out at XSSights.com. That's XSSights.com, or call 888-744-4880, and tell them Tom Gresham sent you. Hey, 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 welcome back to Gun Talk, 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Uh, line three, Christopher's in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, Christopher. Hey, Tom. What's going on? Oh, just talking about guns, man. I uh, I towed around the uh, Glock 27, uh, <laughs> concealed, obviously. I just ordered the uh, the Sanus, the Nemesis, off their webpage. I've had that for about two weeks now. It's the uh, the front pocket holster. It's kind of like ah, a black uh, black uh, rectangle. The gun right. just goes right into, and you can't when you sit down, you obviously can't see the outline of the gun. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I, I wear the, the cargo shorts with, you know, kind of the bigger pockets. Right. And it's, it's very nice because, for one, it's very – you can draw it quickly. And, you know, the, the concealability factor um, also probably makes it good, too, because you just can't – you know, it could be a PDA, cell phone, wallet, whatever. You know, no, nobody can really tell by looking at it. So it just goes in the front uh, pocket, either right or left. And uh-huh. all, you're, all you're really doing is putting the gun inside of this old sleeve that yes. conceals the outline. Yes. Cool. Black rectangle. Do you have any other suggestions or, or thoughts on just different holsters? Yeah. I, I used to have an inside of the pant, but when I'm driving or just walking mm-hmm. around or if I'm mm-hmm. going to be carrying the gun for more than, say, like an hour, it just kind of, you know, rides up on me. You know, have you considered or looked into any of the belly bands? No. I'm getting some pretty good reports from people who use those and like them. It just goes underneath a shirt. You know, and it's an, basically it's an elastic band that has, and it would work very well for your baby Glock that you're carrying. Okay. You might want to take a look. There are, well, there are a whole bunch of different brands, and, you know, just you can do a Google search for gun belly band, uh, and you'll see I'll see Uncle Mike's has got them, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, a lot of different ones. That's a possibility. Of course, uh, we've talked uh, before on the show about the smart carry. It's... Um, you may have heard of Thunderwear. The Smart Carry is kind of the latest version, and it's I consider it to be a little better. Okay. And that is a it's, – it's hard to describe it if you go to smartcarry.com. Okay. The Thunderwear is kind of what, moderately priced? Or? Yeah, yeah, same deal here. This is probably in the $40 range. Not, okay. Not too bad, really. And, it, I mean, it is absolutely gone. It just disappears, and you can wear it with shorts or you know, anything else. So – that's a, certainly another possibility. You, you're going to be like the rest of us. You're going to end up with a half a dozen of these, and you're going to figure out which one works best for which, you know, different situations. To, to all your other listeners,
some. I just want to say that if they want something for their 27, uh, just go to DeSantis.com and get the Nemesis. I, I think it's a pretty decent. I think it's like 20 bucks, but yeah, it's you know if you got baggy pockets, that that bad boy just goes right in there, and uh, you can keep it you know chambered up because you know before I could just put it in my pocket. I, I just never like to have, nah, have like, you know around the go. Just no. the fact that you know the small chance something with, could happen. with a Glock, you do not want to have uh, have that thing loose in a pocket. Uh, you need to have the whole trigger guard you know, covered up so that, you know, keys or something else can't get in there. And also when you reach in and grab it out of your pocket, yeah. you want your finger outside of the trigger guard. So, no, you went the right way. I'm glad you got that uh, that pocket holster. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. Take care. Mark, line five, Coos Bay, Oregon. Hello, Mark. Hello. How you doing? Great. Just, I was going to call up and talk about artificial coatings, but just for a comment for that last guy you had on there, mm-hmm. Uncle Mike's makes a real nice fanny pack that's meant for carry concealed. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't even mention fanny packs. Yeah, you see everybody wearing fanny, fanny packs. You can wear them out in public, and they're real innocent looking. It's interesting because real... a lot of the gun people say, well, you know, fanny pack looks like a gun. I'm thinking only to other gun people. It that's doesn't exactly to everybody right. else. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, my other comments on the, you were talking about some Duracoat. I haven't used Duracoat uh, mm-hmm. in the past, but I'm not a real fan of paint type coatings. I re blue uh, firearms mm-hmm. and uh, I use hot tank salts and what have you. And uh, the bottom line is, if anybody's putting a rifle or anything inside of a in a uh, uh, rack in the back window of a pickup or anything like that, just normal amounts of vibration is going to make them real unhappy after a while. But you mean it's going to make them unhappy with the paint? Right. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna wear through in real short order. Ah. And uh, the only stuff that I've found that I've been real happy with, and I only I restrict its use to uh, just uh, aluminum trigger guards and floor plates. And so many so many people, are, so many of the manufacturers are going to that cheaper method of uh, yep. putting hardware on a gun. Brownells makes a real nice uh, black coating that's a Teflon and Molly combination. Mm. And uh, you. Spray it on, let it dry, and you can just bake it in your kitchen oven at 350 degrees for about a half an hour. Yeah. And when it cures up, it's got a real nice uh, matte black finish that is real slick to the touch. And it will shed a lot of wear before it will wear through. Slick. Okay. Well, that's okay. good information. I appreciate that, Mark. Okay. All right. Take care. Chuck, he's also in Coos Bay, Oregon, line four. Hello, Chuck. You're up. Hi, Tom. Uh, first hour caller had a 45 that he was trying to identify. Uh-huh. I did not hear all of the description, but it came across as a 1927 Sistema Colt made in Argentina. That's where it sounds. We had somebody else who called and said he thought it was the, an Argentine made uh, 45 and said they're actually pretty good guns. Very. The ones I've shot uh, have been every bit as good as the uh, Colts and other. 1911s I've handled. They're uh, discussed at considerable length on 1911forum.com. Okay, it's 1911.com? 1911forum. Forum.com. Okay, 1911forum.com, I see. There it is. So you can get uh, lots of, and if you have any other kind of 1911, you can probably find people who can give you some information on it there too, I would guess. That's a great site, yes. Thanks a lot, Chuck. I appreciate the call, sir. You take care. 1911forum.com. Also, if you're interested in ARs, AR15.com is a good place. And one of the places I like to hang out because I just like the folks. They're friendly. Thehighroad.org. Thehighroad.org. Nice place. 
866-TALK-GUNS. We're still open lines, and we can get you in right now. 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's talk about that. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS. We still can slide you in if you call us right now. 866-TALK-GUNS. Line three, Jim's with us out of North Carolina. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, Tom. Yeah, I've got a, a Taurus Millennium uh, PT-145. Cool. I've been trying to find a uh, laser sight for it. Ooh. Uh, the only thing I can find is the clamp-ons that go on the trigger guards. Nah, I don't yeah, like those. <laughs> I, I don't like those either, and I just did a quick check. Um, Crimson Trace does not appear to have uh, a grip sight that will, or a grip laser that will go on there. I know that Laser Max does not have one that will go in there. I don't know who makes one that will go on there. Huh. I don't, you, well, know what, you know what that means, don't you? That means uh, i got problems. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good thing. This means you get to buy a new gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Now we, See, you can get you another gun and keep that PT-145, which I like. I think that's a delightful gun, and get you another gun that you can hook a laser onto. Yep. Uh, I, you know, let me ask you a question. What is it that makes you want a laser? Uh, I'm getting a little older. My wife is uh, uh, almost blind, and I think the laser would be a, a good deal for her mm-hmm. because I leave it uh, at home with her when I'm out on the road. Well, I, I've become a real believer in lasers, and I really didn't think I was going to. I resisted it hugely for a long time. And people say, well, what if the batteries go out? Yep, okay, well, they'll go out, but that doesn't mean your sights are gone. You still have sights. That's it's, right. It's just an additional thing, but I can tell you that there are some compelling reasons to consider putting a laser on a self-defense gun. Um, you might want to do a little shopping for guns and see. i tell you what you might want to do, since you already have a Taurus, consider getting one of the Taurus uh, uh, 38 Specials with the Crimson Trace laser grip on it. Okay. That's a nice little gun. Uh, you know, I like 38 Specials. And with that uh, thing is, 38 Specials, as you know, the little short barrel ones are hard to shoot generally because you got a little short sighting radius. But with yeah. the laser, no issue. Dot on target, pull trigger, bullet goes to dot. No, yeah, it, wor- a, it works. I've got a Dan Wesson 357. I just love that gun. Yeah, I bet you can get a laser grip to go on there. Well, uh, well, the gun shop I went to said they didn't have one, but I'll look around yep. see if I can find yeah. something else. Tell you what, pick up one of those uh, Taurus 38s, and you can get the laser grip for that, the uh, Crimson Trace laser grip. That'll work. Listen, I'm going to run. I appreciate it, Jim. Let me go pick up Joe in Saginaw, Michigan. Hello, Joe. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Good. Yes, I got a question about a J. Caesar. It's a Derringer. It's an automatic. Well, if it's a Derringer, it's not an automatic. Well, it says automatic right on it. Really? Yeah. It's, it's a two-barrel, like an over-and-under? No, it's a uh, single barrel. and It's got a clip for it for like six shells. It's a 25. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's a pistol, but it's not a Derringer. Okay. A Derringer is a two-barrel two uh, pistol over-and-under that break action. So you've got a little semi-automatic pistol is what you have. That's correct. Okay. And what's, what's the markings on it? J. Caesar. Hmm. Just trying to find out where I go to find out more information about it. Don't know that one. Uh, how long have you had it? Uh, about seventy-two years. Ooh, man. 
Um, tell you what you probably need to do is if you could take that to a gun store, they're going to have a book on uh, identifying guns. Uh, most gun stores are going to have that. And just ask the gunsmith, look, can you look this thing up in your books and just tell me what this is? Because he's really going to need to have it in his hands and look it up carefully. But that's going to be the best way for you to get some information. I'll take it to a gun store, talk to the gunsmith there, and just say, look, I've had this thing this long, and uh, they'll be able to fill you in on it. it. Sounds pretty interesting, though. Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for the call. Hey, everybody. Go out and do some shooting. It's time. Seasons are getting better. The uh, temperatures are cooler. It's a great time to go out and enjoy a little shooting at the range. Take a friend with you. With any luck, I'm back in a few weeks here. If they don't eat me while I'm in Africa, and I'll give you that report when I get back. Take care.